We Infuse Podcast, episode number 42. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Dylan McCabe, and in every episode, we give you a seat at the table as we talk with infusion center operators, owners, and industry experts so that you can get the advice and strategies you need to take your own practice to the next level. Now, in this episode, I'm going to speak with Greg Morris. He's a chief strategy officer with Care Medics, and we're going to talk about a couple of important things like how to streamline operations, how to use hub services, and really how to lead change. We're going to camp out for a little while on how to motivate people the right way or tap into the motivation when you offer some new system or platform that really changes the way people do things and could even uh, make the staff number smaller, which could be kind of scary for some people. So we're going to talk about that as well. I think you're going to get a lot out of this. Greg brings a lot to the table and, uh, and looking forward to it. So let's jump right into this conversation with Greg Morris. All right. As I mentioned, we have special guests on the show today, Greg Morris with Care Medics. He's the chief strategy officer. Uh, Greg, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks, Dylan. Glad to be here today. Well, I'm interested in this because CareMedics does some unique things um, for payers and patients or connecting payers and connecting patients with the, with the whole process of insurance verifications and really one of the most challenging pieces of the process, I think, especially for people who own and operate infusion centers. So we're going get, 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 to get into some of that. We're going to glean some wisdom from what you guys have seen after uh, working through this process millions of times. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot more. But before we get into all that, kind of share with our listeners, who is CareMedics? What do you guys do? Sure. So CareMedics, uh company was founded in 2011. We're about 800 employees. We're in the patient access business. Um, and it's also called Hub Services. So we, we are paid by specialty pharma um, to help patients with affordability issues and access issues, and also sort of with, with adherence and outcomes. But as, as we think about, particularly with the access issues, that oftentimes means helping their healthcare provider um, through uh, things like benefit verification. So how is the product covered? Is the product covered? Uh, are there special considerations like a prior authorization that needs to be addressed? Um, and so we're, we're really working uh, with the provider in those situations to help uh, he or she through that that uh, that clearance process of of making sure uh, all, all the I's and T's are dotted and crossed uh, to to get full reimbursement from the insurance companies. That is so. I mean, I think as a patient, that that's like one of the scariest things is navigating the whole insurance process. So, and you guys make that easier for the patient and the practice. That's just so critical. Yeah, and for the patient, it's it's often you know some some handholding. We we typically will have them sign a, a patient consent form so that we can make um, the the offers of of different affordability programs like a copay program or a foundation program. Um, you know, make them available to them, make them aware of those other sources of funds so that it can minimize their out of pocket for coverage. Um, you know, e- even if the insurance company is paying eighty or ninety percent. If you have a, a an infusion treatment that's five thousand dollars a month, that's a lot of money for a patient, especially if they're getting it every month, right? So, uh, our manufacturers have have wonderful pay, uh, copay and, and assistance programs, and we make sure the patients are are highly aware of those programs. That's wonderful. Well, tell me about your background. Tell our listeners about your uh, background in healthcare and how you came to work with uh, Care Medics. 
Yeah, I, I always sort of say I got into the patient access business by accident. I I, uh, I started off, I'm an, I'm an insurance guy uh, and sort of a serial entrepreneur. So I started uh, in, in uh, at Aon, the, the big insurance broker, and and uh, worked there for a number of years in the, the, the healthcare business and on the, the, the healthcare reinsurance business. I then went on to, to found one of the early consumer-driven health plans. So we've run health plans in the past. Um, and then... Uh, Started off with after after sort of uh, the the consumer driven health plan side um, started a, 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 a revenue cycle management business really for providers as as we recognized that that more and more financial cost shifting was occurring we wanted to give providers more real time t- tools to understand how much a patient was going to owe help them communicate those issues we always said you know it's better to if the patient's going to owe $500 it's better to manage their expectations up front than have them be surprised afterwards so we created a bunch of tools to enable that to happen um and including sort of the payment gateway tools to actually help them collect money um and then um you know, one one day sort of by by accident uh, a manufacturer approached us and said hey we we'd like you to um be be able to provide that same type of patient estimate in the financial out of pocket for our specialty products that were that happened to be a buy-in bill, it was a, it was a vaccine at the time. But um, so we we actually sort of uh, invented a new transaction, and and that transaction we call a, a medical electronic benefit verification. Um, it uh, over the last ten years has taken off. It, it uh, I think I mentioned to you earlier we do, we do more than a a million uh, medical specialty benefit verifications a year for about thirty five brands. Um, and you know, really, what it's all about is is making it easy for a provider to understand. You know, take a drug like a Remicade. You know, is that product covered um, for Johnny's health insurance with Aetna? Um, you know, yes or no. Is there prior authorization requirements? You know, with that drug right now, it's a good example because many payers are requiring you know biosimilars or, or at least having having biosimilars be considered or a step at it. Um, so we're able to return all of that information back. Very succinctly to to the to the infusion center, um, really helping them understand how that you know what their different options are and what they need to do to get uh, reimbursed for that that particular product. That's so good. So it's it's, it's interesting. You know, you 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 are a serial entrepreneur, and it's interesting that you guys started the way you did, and now you're working with so many different <clears throat> brands and practices around the U.S. to uh, make sure these verifications are running smoothly. So, so let's talk about how that was born. What's one of the biggest challenges you've seen with these practices, especially infusion? Like you said, if it's if you're receiving something that's five thousand a month, and you owe out of pocket, that that could be catastrophic, especially to somebody that's on a fixed income. So, sure. what's what's one of the biggest challenges you've see, you, you have seen after working with these practices around the U.S. over and over and over again that you guys really address? I'd say that there's two sides to it, right? The first is the affordability issue, right? And um, you know, we we we're engaged by the, the the manufacturers to be able to help the the patient identify sources of funds. Oftentimes, the providers, you know, will, will know about the you know a source of fund like a copay program, but if it's a Medicare patient, as an example, you're not going to be eligible for those programs. So, um, you know, we start with helping patients identify: do they qualify for um, you know, uh, low income subsidy, or are they a qualified Medicare beneficiary um, so that they can receive additional government benefits? Are there foundations, other, other sources of funds, whether they be manufacturer foundations or some of the public foundations that the patient can access, right? So, so making sure that 
um, you know, affordability is not an issue towards adherence is a big aspect of what we do. Um, you know, the other side is um, we're trying to change the way hub services are delivered or patient access services are delivered really to the provider. Um, this has historically been a very manual call center oriented support service. And, and we're trying to change that, right? And, and it was, you know, if I use Remicade as an example, the practice could reach out to the Janssen call center um, and, and receive information about that product. But when you want to go to the next brand, you had to call somebody else because it was a different service team uh, handling that other brand uh, for that other manufacturer. And so, you know, really what we're trying to do is sort of, um, <clears throat> sort of, sort of unpack that centralized call center model where, um, you know, quite frankly, infusion centers, um, you know, buy and build providers are getting portal fatigue going to one place and another. And, and we're trying to, to take and, and embed um, technology, you know, and we infuse is a great example. We're incredibly excited about the partnership there where we're, we're putting those core patient access services for all brands right into the infusion workflow. Right. So instead of calling the payer and documenting and we infuse, you can actually do the self-service work in we infuse. Right. And, and we think that's a game changer because now everything you do stays in the we infuse system. You can access, um, you know, the goal is going to be can access any brand, any, any brand and get those basic core uh, access services, whether it's, you know, the, the, the enrollment, the patient consent, uh, the, the, the medical benefit verifications and ultimately that prior authorization. Um, uh, all, all in a streamlined fashion, simplifying um, sort of that onboarding process so that you can you can infuse patient faster. Um, at the same time, we're also dealing directly with the patient to help them with those same affordability issues, right? And and making sure you know, regardless of the program, that that uh, that, that that patient's taken care of from from that standpoint. That's huge. I mean, if you guys can take a process that's so complex and simplify it. I mean, that's just huge for for the, the people who work at the practice and also the patient. But, you know, I think about uh, all the infusion centers that I've been in personally and seen, you know, both small and large, the compl- the level of complexity when you have so many patients and all the different moving parts of the insurance process, the greater the complexity, the greater the financial risk as well. Oh, without it's, a doubt. I mean, if, if you're if you happen to, you know, take an MS product like an Oprivis, if you if you administer infuse that product. Um, and don't have the appropriate approvals, you could be out tens of thousands of dollars as, as a center. Um, and, you know, at the, at the margins in that business, it takes a, a lot of incremental infusions to make up that lost, uh, that, that lost uh, reimbursement. So, um, yeah, it's the primary reason why, you know, our manufacturer clients hire us is to create that reimbursement certainty um, so that they know that, that they're going to get paid for, uh, the services they perform and and also that their patients can afford it. And, and, and also they're going to be able to afford it long-term and, and, and stay on therapy. So let's talk about a real life scenario. If, if we can, where maybe somebody, a practice was going through the process and doing it, you know, in a more manual fashion, and then they start utilizing this technology to streamline the process kind of the before and after uh, we don't have to mention any specific names, but can you share a story of uh, maybe where somebody was trying to go, you know, they were, they were trying to work out the process, just having a really hard time, maybe even made some really costly mistakes, but then started utilizing this, this platform to, uh, to streamline the process and bring better simplicity, 
and reduce the financial risk? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the 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 end-to-end manual process for an infusion center probably takes somewhere between one to three hours done manually, right? And, and that would be everything from, you know, filling out an enrollment form, calling the payer, getting the benefit verifications, um, capturing the consent for the patient so that they can, you know, enroll in the copay program with the manufacturer, working through the prior authorization issues, um, and then, you know, of course, if they're faxing that prior authorization, it may take a week or even two weeks to um, to get that approval back before you can actually infuse patient and, and treat. Um, yeah, what we see with the technology is that that couple hour process is is reduced to I'll call it ten to fifteen minutes. Um, you know, which is a big time savings from that standpoint. Um, but I, I think even more important than the the upfront time savings. You know, because of the processes, particularly around the prior auth, you know, we'll probably get 70% of the prior authorizations um, for the national payers completed within 24 hours, right? So, um, you know, the, 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 the ability to streamline the, the, the decision process from the payer um, and, and really bring that forward for the, the practice and the patient is, you know, just a, it, it's a game changer because it, it can mean getting on to therapy a, a week or two faster. It really is. It's a total change in direction for somebody who's managing an infusion practice to take that cumbersome process and, and narrow the time like that. That's just so, so after, you know, you, you mentioned doing over a million um, verifications and working with all the brands you work with, uh, what's the best advice you would give to these infusion practices after after seeing, you know, the operations of so many? Well, um, yeah, I, I guess I'd start with in, in embrace some of the technology um, and understand that not all the processes are going to be perfect. Um, the, the the reality is is what we're what we're doing is not easy. It's difficult. Um, every, every health plan wants to do something a little bit different. Uh, and we're here to, to try to help normalize that and create a, a, a consistent experience for the provider. Um, but, but there will be bumps in the road. We, we always don't go down the happy path. Um, but, but I encourage you to stay with the technology, communicate with us. Um, you know, we, we love feedback from users um, on how we can improve our services um, and, um, you know, generally we're pretty good at it and, and we, we are consistently innovating. Right. So, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, the other piece is, um, you know, anytime you're dealing with technology, if you make it voluntary, not all your staff are going to want to do it. Right. Um, and so, you know, we, we see frequently that, you know, Mary and Susie will use the technology, but Bobby and Jane won't. Um, and, and it causes, uh, you know, sort of a, a bit of a dislocation within the practice. So having consistent um, policies and standard operating procedures across the staff, um, have, having them use the technology the right way, uh, again, use us as a resource. Um, and, and, you know, what we're really trying to do is to provide a consistent service across all brands, right? Um, and, you know, we're working to get there. We're not at all brands. Uh, you know, when we when we launch the service here with, with We Infuse, not every brand is going to be supported, but but shortly afterwards, they will. We're going to continue to bring up more and more brands and, until we've got, you know, 30 or so uh, available. And and again, these are these are predominantly the, the specialty brands. So we're, we're not, not really thinking through like the, 
uh, the, the, some of the generics, the, the very low cost products that, that don't have prior offs that you don't have reimbursement issues on. Um, you know, we're really there for the more complex products is where your outliers are, right? And, and, uh, and getting approvals. Um, that's where we want to help and, and help you uh, focus the energies and hopefully where we can add some value and, and again, speed up time to therapy. So let's let's go back to something you said. You said if if uh, you know make great use of the technology, but not everybody's going to be excited about making that change. And so if you've got one staff member who wants to use it, and then you've got one that's indifferent, and then one that is just kind of being a stick in the mud, let's unpack that a little bit because you're the chief strategy officer. So you're naturally you're you are wired to think about the best way to get from point A to point B, how to streamline things, how to think about the road, the path to get there. What are some tips for, you know, somebody listening to this may think I have an infusion practice and you're right. I'd like to implement this, but that's going to mean more change. So now I've got to go to my, my, uh, my nurses. I got to go to my office manager. I got to go to my, uh, three or four people working in the insurance process. I got to go to my two financial people. I got to, you know, do all this stuff. What are some tips you have for implementing that change? Yeah, no, it's a great point. I mean, change is hard, right? And if, if it were easy, we'd all be changing all the time. Um, I, you know, I, I think as you, one of the things to think about when um, we, we've worked with lots and lots of, of practices, whether they be infusion centers or or just practices that do a lot of buy and build work, like, you know, room providers and, and things of that nature, um, <clears throat> you know, they'll have a big office. Think about the motivation of those individuals. Like if, if Mary doesn't want it, but Mary's managing a staff of nine people, it may be because she's realizing that if we fully adopt this technology, we only need three people and not nine, and my job's going to get less important, right? Um, maybe helping Mary understand that going from nine to three is a good thing, and maybe we can keep three more people on to be redeployed to do higher value services than the administrative tasks they're doing today. Maybe we can redeploy them to do things that have more meaningful impact either to the practice or to, to the patients, right? So, um, you know, motivations are, are a, uh, a very strong thing for individuals. Um, so, so understanding what you're asking them to do and how it impacts, you know, their perception of their job is, a, is an important one, right? We, we dealt with the same thing um, you know, the, I, I was the founder of the company that, that, that created these transactions and we were actually bought by Caremedics, my, my current employer. And it, it, it was, you know, as a business, Caremedics was in place and their revenue model was, you know, put butts in a call center seat in pharmacasia for it. And what we were actually doing is automating that process, getting paid less by pharma, <clears throat> but you know, Mark Hansen, our CEO, knew that that was absolutely the right thing to do for our customers. And if you're not laser focused on improving services to your customer, you know, you're not going to be there long term. So, you know, as a company, we had to innovate. You know, we, we had to understand the motivations of many of our call center supervisors who were going to go from, you know, from managing hundreds of people down to managing dozens of people. Um, because technology like this does have that dramatic an impact on on staffing and efficiencies and time to therapy. Um, so, you know, we had to think long and hard about how we were going to motivate our team to make some of those same changes. And uh, it has been a process. And, and yeah, like all change, there's there's bumps in the road. That's why I said, you know, you just got to continue to adjust and adapt. And, um, you know, and, and also, you know, the reality is the technology won't always be perfect the first time. So what's 
what's one piece of advice you would give to the physician or the infusion center owner or operator who is saying, okay, you know, we've been experiencing this pain point. It is a manual, pretty manual process. We love We Infuse. We're excited about this feature. Um, but maybe they're thinking to themselves, that is my biggest fear is that key person is, uh, is going to be anxious about this change for maybe some of the reasons you listed. What's just one piece of advice about how to start that conversation or cast that vision to this, to this key, key team member? Yeah. Well, and I think maybe before we even answer that, I mean, so the, the, the other motivation that you'll see and, and just, you know, for, for those owners, I want them to understand this motivation as well is that that person what we'll call, call it, you know, the, the office admin, we'll call him Bobby, right? Bobby probably also has a belief that he can do it better than anybody else. Um, and when he calls United, he's going to get the right answer and no one is going to get the right answer more often than him. Right. Um, and if you automate a process and it's wrong, are we out $10,000? And is that going to be my fault? Right. Um, and, and so you know, that, that's another big issue. And, you know, most of the manufacturers will put in place when we provide services, you know, they're going to put in place some protections. If, if we give you the wrong answers and those sorts of things that there may be a, you know, a vow replacement program or, or something of that nature. Um, but that's a, it's another key motivation uh, for individuals is I can do it better. Right. And what we've seen time and time again happens to be the opposite, right? The technology is going to be more consistent, deliver, deliver better quality and more accurate results than a phone call, right? Because unfortunately with a phone call, you're only as good as the call center operator on the other side at United, which may be a temporary employee based offshore, right? At different times of the year, right? So, um, so, so the norm, normally what happens is the technology does prove to be more accurate over time, um, but but I think going back to your initial question, I mean, how, how do you approach it? Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of it's probably common sense. Understand, you know, first understand the motivations um, and, and ask what their motivations are. Why don't you want to use this technology? Maybe they think the user interface is terrible. And, um, and if we're not saving that individual time or making it more convenient or reducing errors, um, we probably shouldn't be using the technology, right? Um, but but I, I think if they if they understand it, give it a chance, um, you you will see you know some combination of time savings, cost savings, accuracy improvements. Um, the nice thing with with we infuse is we're going to be eliminating lots of duplicate data entry and things of that nature that that they're having to do today um, that they don't have to do. And you know as we all know, you know anybody can fact fact key it, particularly a, a member ID number, right? Um, so, so eliminating a lot of that stuff makes, uh, makes a big, big difference, but, um, you know, having open and honest conversations with that, that employee, um, you know, their motivation is probably one that is pure and what they believe to be best for the practice. Um, but, um, it, you know, sometimes not, but I think more often than not, it's, it's always a, a good motivation, but, but with an open conversation, you can probably convince them otherwise. That's really good. You know, I think when you lead a practice, a practice or a business, and you are both obviously, uh, you, you leading that change is is uh, is hard when you know it's something that's important. But you have people that are set in their ways. There's a book that we used to have to. We, it was required uh, when I was with We Infuse as an account executive, and the book we we read it was called uh, Switch. 
by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. And the tagline is how to create, how to change things when change is hard. Uh, because we thought about, you know, when you, when you go to offer, we infuse as an opportunity for an office, you're really offering a pretty big change in their, the way they operate. And so switch is such an interesting book because it talks about exactly what you are talking about motivation. How are people really motivated and uh, what's the fear factor involved in bringing about change? But I, I think it's uh, I think it's tricky for somebody uh, leading a practice, running that business, the business side of things, too. Um, but casting that vision to help people understand this is really so much better than what we're doing now. And here's how it makes your life better. Here's how it makes the patient life better. Um, and I'm involved in another business where we put CEOs together in peer groups. And one of the things we go over is even, even if it's writing down a few bullet points to yourself as the leader to give you some rails as you communicate that and cast that vision. And the word picture we use is it's the difference between telling people to fill bags of sand just because that's just what they should do. Fill bags with sand. That's the way you got to do it. And this is why this is, we're just going to do it because I'm the leader versus fill these bags with sand because we're building a dike to save a city and there's a storm coming. Uh, you're going to have two totally different outcomes as how far, whether people are motivated or not, whether they have meaning in their work or not. And so I think for the leaders listening to this, it, it really is important to address that motivation question. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, and as you know, one of the things that I love about we infuse and the value proposition that they're bringing to the table is, you know, before you buy a, you know, a, a solution like that, you've probably got a bunch of processes, but they're all disjointed. Right. And, and we infuse is, is really a holistic way to, you know, to manage your, your overall infusion practice. And, you know, our technology embedded into that is just another example of how, you know, we infuse is looking to become that holistic solution for that practice because, now, instead of having to leave their system, call United or call a hub to understand how coverage is done, you're able to do that all workflow all within WeInfuse, right? And, and that just makes, I think, the system all the more valuable, um, you know, of a, of a turnkey solution to, to, to help an infusion center um, ultimately, you know, you know hit, hit their business objectives, which, you know, which are probably a combination of financial, but also you know, the delivering high levels of, of quality care to patients. No, it's so good. So what's after working with all these practices and having a position like you have as chief strategy officer um, with care medics and, and <clears throat> seeing how this platform implements change and makes things easier. What's something that you've seen over and over again, that, that almost a light bulb moment that you, you see this and you think, gosh, if, if providers would just do this one thing, or if, if these owner operators would just do this one thing, it would make everybody's life so much easier. Well, I think um, the the onboarding process, getting all the insurance reimbursements, um, can oftentimes be, you know, a, a series of and then what? Right? Uh, is the patient covered by Aetna? Yes, great. Oh, and now I have to check and see how is Remicade covered. Well, how is it covered? Are there step edits? Now, what do I have to do? I have to do a PA, right? Um, yeah, and so, you know, it, it's for certain, every every payer's a little different. Every brand's a little different in, the, in those onboarding processes and what you have to do. Sometimes there's even, like in the MS world, there's first dose observations where you have to do monitoring and those sorts of things. Um, and, 
you know, I can't, I can't even imagine for an infusion center that may be dealing with 30 different products, how you deal with all those different paths, right? And what we're trying to do, you know, in conjunction with We Infuse is to really um, make that a sequential process that's logical, right? So, um, you know, you, 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 you know we, we may need to consent for a patient. We may need to get some information from a brand-specific enrollment form. But then we know you need a benefit verification back and we're, we're pushing that information to you. You don't have to ask for it. We're giving you the step edit requirements, um, you know, all, all of those sorts of things. We're giving you the PA requirements. We're making it easy for you to submit that PA information. So hopefully within a relatively short period of time, you understand that the system is helping you down you know, the, the treatment pathway or, or the ability to get to the treatment pathway, maybe even is, is that get, get you through the patient onboarding process so that you can actually start making an impact on that patient, um, you know, by, by delivering their, their treatments. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, if I hear you correctly, it sounds like it's uh, the message here is there's an easier way to do this. Don't get bogged sure. down by, by uh, going down so many different rabbit trails when you could be working with a highway and keep it simple. Sure. <clears throat> Yeah, and we're—I mean—we're going to be working. You know, it's, it's going to be a continuous process with the the team here. We infuse. They've got—they got wonderful leadership. We're going to continue to add, um, you know, more more brands to the to the portfolio. We'll get better at doing what we want to. What we're trying to do, and you know, one of the other things that I'm excited about um, is, you know, we hear so often from referring providers that you know, they lose sort of, sort of lose track of my patient when I send them to an infusion center. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know whether they were treated, what's happening. Um, and you know, one of the things that we're really excited about is, you know, we, we deal a lot with those specialists that we're referring into, we infuse, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to be working on, you know, some technology that allows them to, you know, in some of our other user interfaces to write their work order, send it to we infuse and then start to get status updates back. You know, what's happening with my patient or the, you know, or did, did what we think was going to happen? Do I have anything I got to worry about? Are there lab results I need to know about, et cetera? Um, you know, so, so the more we can keep, you know, sort of the care continuum in the loop, um, you know, be, you know, I, I think that's a, after we, we first have to make sure we, we completely nail for, for the, for the infusion centers, all the benefit verification and prior auth um, things that we're trying to do. But, you know, I think that's the next big, um, big opportunity is is to 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 bring that care continuum in in into play and then and the other thing i'm excited about is is um yeah we're, we're unfortunately in the times of covid um you know how can and how can infusion centers play a bigger role should they be playing a bigger role how do they do that safely um you know our our manufacturer customers also happen to be both the vaccine makers and and the treatment uh solutions so you know folks like regeneron um and, uh, you know, and, and, and so, you know, we're trying to even bring, um, you know, some of their voice and, and, and you, you mentioned some panels and discussions, you know, we'd, we'd love to be, you know, matchmaking, bringing some of the leadership of, of uh, the COVID vaccines and, and the treatments um, and, and have them get perspectives from the infusion center operators and vice versa. Uh, and how do we how do we do a better job of tackling this uh, this pandemic? Oh, that's so good. Yeah. When you bring leaders together and you can leverage that collective wisdom, great things can happen. That's just great. So really love the fact that you guys are so connected with the practices and the manufacturers. 
And I love that you're streamlining, significantly streamlining the insurance process. It's so great. So there's going to be people that listen to this. They're going to think, you know, I want to learn more about care medics. Um, I want to learn more about Greg. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you guys? Well, so, I mean, certainly your, your reinfused reps are going to know the functionality that we have available. And I think, um, you know, for, for, for any practices or infusion centers that use we infuse, that's going to be the, the, the best first step, right? Um, if you're listening to this and, and you're in another therapeutic class, that's not an infusion center and you're just, you're curious, or you have a practice in another buy and build therapeutic area, um, you can certainly reach out to, to, to care medics. Um, my, my, my email is sort of easy. It's just gmorris at caremedics.com. Um, you know, anybody's welcome to reach out to, to, to me or go to the website, um, to learn more. Um, and, you know, I should also mention, we also have a whole host of services, you know, on the pharmacy benefit side. I mean, we're talking mostly about infusions and, and buy and build products, but, um, we've got, we've got a non-dispensing pharmacy. We, we can help with, um, you know, triage, particularly for, for narrow network products to make sure, um, the script gets to a pharmacy that can actually fill, um, you know, the, 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 the script, um, many times in, in specialty, you know, there's narrow networks either directed by the manufacturer or the health plan. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that those are all good starts and, uh, sort of wel- welcome all interest. And, you know, I, I'd say, you know, you had mentioned, we sort of bring together the manufacturer and, and, and the provider, I think, you know, the third wheel in that, or the, the, the triangle is the payer. Right. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that that we're trying to to help our manufacturers understand, you know, about we infuse is that that from a, a place of service standpoint, that place of service at, at the you know office, the provider you know infusion center is a much more attractive site of care than the hospital inpatient infusion centers. Right. Um, you know, it's a third of the cost. And. You know, we're we're trying to you know our our manufacturer customer and our manufacturers and our payers, they always feel like they should be butting heads, right? And but but um, you know, sort of situations like this actually allow them to collaborate, and we're trying to help them understand that um, as we're putting technology into We Infuse, it's a good thing for everybody to to have patients treated there because they're lower cost uh, solutions and sites of care. That's so good. Yeah, it's 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 hard to argue with the site of care optimization when you compare a hospital versus a standalone infusion center. Yep. So, well, Greg Greg Morris with uh, Care Medics, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know that everybody listening to this got a lot out of it. So, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate the time today. All right. Valuable insights there from Greg Morris. And I really like what he said about tapping into people's motivation. You know, it's just so critical if we are going to lead change, really thinking back and considering even asking people, why do you do what you do? What's important to you about it? Or why do you not want to be a part of this change? What are you afraid of? Really finding that stuff out and making sure people are motivated the right way. I love that he really unpacked that for us. And uh, guys, I just want to say, if you haven't done so already, you can learn more about how We Infuse can save you time and money. You can schedule a no-obligation discovery call with one of our account executives. I think you'll be so glad you did if you're not already using We Infuse. Okay, guys, it's Dylan McKay with the We Infuse podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.